Hi everybody, hope everybody's have, had a good day today. Um, I am in the great country of Canada today. It's a beautiful country. I'm actually in a town called Regina. Uh, Saskatchewan is the province and basically we're right above Bismarck, North Dakota, basically. And uh, I uh, have the privilege of speaking at a, a conference today and I've met some, some new friends here from Canada that are doing some intriguing things. So we're actually going to have them on. I'll just give a quick scan around real quick. They're here. We're actually gonna gonna have them on a little bit later. So, um, as advertised, this is um, this was a Q and A. So, please, if anyone's got uh, any questions they would like to ask, uh, Claudia, how are you this evening? You're on every time. I, I appreciate that. Um, if anybody's got any questions they want to ask, let's do those now because, like I said, we are going to go into our our new Canadian friends here and we're going to find out how they raise crops here, cattle. They're doing all kinds of, of neat things. Um, I would like to I would like to just say a couple of things. Um, we're in trying times right now. We in the United States, uh, rain is, is becoming a problem or the lack of rain is becoming a problem in a lot of areas. We have to all stay positive. Uh, I know this is tough. I know you're watching some of your crops go backwards and this is hard, a hard thing to watch. It will rain. I don't know when, but it will rain at some point. I hope it's soon enough to, to help and, and, and salvage a year, but, um, we have to stay positive, and and we we just have to believe that there will be there will be rain sometime. Uh, I know this is very hard. Um, if there's not going to be any questions, then I'm going to roll right into our our Canadian friends, and I want they're going to they're going to introduce themselves, and we're going to do the same thing with them that I do with everyone else. Ask them that one question: What's on your mind? That's what I do with everybody. So. Uh, let's get this thing kicked off like I always do. Giddy up, let's go. It's time to it's time to start. Here's our our first guest from from Canada. Would you please introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Paul Kernelligan. Uh, from where we're at right now, Regina, we're three hours north. We milk some cows up there. Uh, the little bit of farming we do do is all forage for the cattle. Um, we're doing full season cover crops for feed and then we're just trying to get into feeding any supplemental concentrate that's uh, been grown through regenerative practices. That's kind of what we're working on presently. Paul, oh. what is on <clears throat> your mind right now? Well, coming off of a, uh, a talk from Mr. Rick Clark here and all of his ideas and the economics that he went through. Um, I guess this afternoon I've been rolling around putting it down on paper. I've, I've got a fairly good grasp on, on everything with uh, being a dairy and, and the constant uh, cash flow that way. But uh, I think there's more room to uh, dive into it deeper. And so I'm very interested to get home and put it down on paper and see, uh, see where I can tighten things up and be more efficient. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, thanks for that's that That's great. You bet. We'll be back to you in a little bit. 
Hi there, I'm Ted Unruh here from southwest corner of Manitoba, three hours east of where we're located here this evening. Um, doing uh, cow-calf, small backgrounding feedlot and growing some grain crops and some cover crops for silages and um, been really pushing uh, high density grazing for a number of years. Uh, this year it kind of slacked off under the time didn't get them tightened up but I hope to get back to that because um, I've seen some pretty amazing results from from that in the grassland so um and what's on my mind that's what, the what's on your mind what's... well um Rick really got my mind spinning today <laughs> I um there's a lot on my mind actually and I'm not really sure how to pull out one thing here but it doesn't have to just, be one, just... Yeah, just uh, the ways that we can um, improve on our cover cropping and, and multi-species cropping and just to get more out of our system. I realized today that the potential is almost endless and and what you can do on probably fairly small acreage to increase the production. We're not anywhere close to what is possible, I don't think. Yeah. So That's great. Scott. Hi, I'm uh, Scott Galen from just uh, two and a half hours northwest of Regina, just uh, outside of Humboldt, Saskatchewan, and uh, ranch and, and grain farm there with my wife and, and young girls. Um, we've been trying to do some regenerative stuff for the last number of years, some cover crops and, and quite a bit of intercropping the last the last several years like getting into it quite a bit more this year with some some three and four way crops um just always want to do more with less so that's that's our story i guess scott what's on your mind right now uh, that's uh, pretty <laughs> tough to narrow it down to one thing but the more i think about what what we talked about today or what rick talked about today and and um what used to be done i guess on our farm or a lot of farms with the summer follow and and how that land really had no income and i think we probably have to go back to that um but with a growing with a growing crop um but not necessarily getting any income from that crop yeah. in in the current year anyway right. that's that's really what's kicking around in my brain well beneath in my brain <laughs> so that's about it all right thank you we got one more gentleman here miles hello i'm uh, miles buckingham from about three hours north of regina here at melfort um i have a cow calf operation with uh, my dad and brother and sisters involved a bit too and a small grain farm um been doing cover crops i guess for silage for probably seven years now seven or eight years um just haven't been doing as much on the grain acres i guess is the big thing for us that we need to change um yeah that's, that's pretty much where i'm at i guess so miles what's on your mind uh my mind today uh, i think after your your talk today and thinking about my grain acres um 
how do I kickstart that that where I'm not putting livestock? Yeah. And so, and I think the seeding green has always intrigued me. Um, but I haven't, this year we did do a little bit, but not to the extent that we need to try. Um, I think the big thing is I'm just not pushing myself hard enough. We're just not trying enough stuff. And, and being in a, a different environment, I've watched lots of your stuff, and being in a different environment, a different climate, a different growing season, you fall back on that, well, I can't do it here. Right. And so I think we got to get that out of our mind and right. realize that there's, there probably is some things I can't do, but there's a lot of things I can do that I'm just not trying. Yeah. And so that's that's really got the wheels spinning today and last night and uh, of what I could do different to get that, especially on my grain acres where I can get the system yeah. starting to roll and get something laid down on it and, and get, uh, get it going where I'm not. You know, when, when you're doing silage or with cattle, there's a lot more options. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're trying to get a cash crop, our mindset has always been that there isn't the options there. Yeah. But after hearing you today and yeah. the way you do your relay crops and that, we're missing out on a lot that we're just not trying. Yeah, and and yeah. folks, I want you to understand uh, a couple things here. Um, when when they when they talk silage, they're not talking corn. They didn't. They don't. Very little corn racer. These. This would be silage that's going to be like oats, triticale, peas. Things barley, things um, you know, cereal grains, high protein, uh, things like that is what they when they refer to silage. That's what they're referring to. Um, and I had something else I was going to say, and I lost it. But uh, we're going to move on now. I'll tell you what I really like about this group of guys, um, and I'm going to hand it back to Paul, and he's going to explain more about what this group is doing how they got started, where they are on numbers, and this is what we need to get more of in the United States. Now, we know Wisconsin's doing a lot of this. I think uh, um, I talked to Tony the other day. He said they're up to 45 farmer-led groups down in Wisconsin, which is just unbelievable. Kudos to them for doing this. But now these guys are doing something similar, so I'm going to hand it back to Paul and let him explain and I believe they're referring to themselves as the Dirty Dozen. So we're gonna under, we're gonna find out what that's all about. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess we there was a group of us originally uh, that met in the university, University of Saskatchewan. We're just very good friends. We're all young from the same kind of background, hay seeds hitting the city, and and we survived university together. We didn't. We always joked that we didn't make it through. We survived and. Uh, for summers after that, um, just didn't ever want to you know, get too far apart. And so in between alfalfa silage and cereal silage, I personally would go on a 10-day road trip. I wouldn't take a weekend off or anything. I'd, I'd save up any days off and take off and go visit a bunch of these guys. And then as technology got better, uh, you'd have you know group text messages and stuff like that. And eventually we got into WhatsApp and it just turned into a bunch of friends that... Um, kept in contact but we were all doing the yeah, same right. things with crops and livestock and that and then somewhere along the way COVID hit and it became even more important to keep in touch with each other support each other um, but at the same time we were getting into the regenerative ag scene and there was no support that we could find you know beyond YouTube uh, and, and the local support was lacking significantly and so the the WhatsApp chat really gained a lot of momentum you know and it got to the point where 
all of your friends were were in one group together and you kind of lost touch with the real world and the only people you talked to or visited with were guys doing the same thing you were and and we would try to go to conferences this was a little bit before covid try to go to conferences or um you know the bud summit uh, would be one we tried to go through to every year in missouri and um we started through covid so we were used to going to these high-end conferences soil regen you know all this stuff and uh, we so we started asking for guest speakers to speak to the group of us via zoom every sunday night so we actually kind of turned from the the dirty dozen into sunday soils and just kept picking up friends uh, along the way and so the group is kind of up to 30 now and we've been fairly selective on who we'd let into the group just because it wasn't as much what you did but the type of person you were and, and if you got along good with the group and uh, so for the last three years every Sunday night um, from fall to spring kind of the off season uh, we would have guest speakers on and every so many four to five weeks we'd have review sessions and we have some mentors a part of that group and it just, you know, we're very, very fortunate, lucky and blessed to uh, have the group that we established. Uh, there's there's nobody, there's no competition, you know, that we push each other very hard, but we're we're not competing. And that's what these guest speakers have always, you know, we, we offer to pay these guest speakers and lots we do. But the, for some reason, they come back and say, no, that was so much fun. And, and they comment on the type of group that the amount of support and, and that there's no competition. I never really understood that in the beginning, but I guess it, it was just part of it. And it's turned into a good thing. And, uh, and um, you know, the, the strides that you're, you're capable of achieving when you've got 30 people listening to one presentation, you don't have to remember everything. You know, someone gets into a situation, puts it out to the group, somebody remembers something from somebody somewhere, and it's totally applicable. And it's just part of the support of that group. And but 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 this is these are not just Canadians, right? You've nope. got you've got people from far away. Yep, that's right. Mississippi, uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma, um, the Western provinces. That's the group is made up of that area. So you've got more than just cattle. You've got row crop people. You probably Dairy. got maybe cotton. Yeah, maybe the, the great the Mississippi rice. Is, uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it, it, what's that's so great about it because it's like I talked about today. Uh, the principles apply everywhere. So you just got to get those right people together, and that's what I love about about this 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 group. And you can con you know divide and conquer so many better. Yeah. You know, you get five different ideas, and you you try that one, you try that one. I'm going to do this one, and and then at the end of the year, you guys get together and, and talk about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, every every Sunday you get used to seeing these guys, and they become part of your family. And they're, you know, we like today we had an instance where two guys actually hadn't met, so we had one guy join a year ago, and uh, just with yeah. the conferences, one could get to and one couldn't. Yeah, they met for the first time today, but been chatting with each other for over a year. You know, so. Yeah. Go ahead, hand it around. Okay. If you don't want to talk? That's fine. <laughs> well, I would Please just do. make I just make a few comments on this group, and I'm one of the uh, more latecomers to the group. I wasn't in the original group, and it's been a tremendous help for me. And and just being able to quick shoot a text there if if I got a question or whatever, and and then reading other people's questions in the and just the friendship we can you know that was biggest part of my reason for coming here today was just to meet up with these guys again and and it just renews that um 
interest or whatever you know you when you're doing your own thing you kind of it wears off a little bit and you get together again and then you go home and you're ready to, to hit her and so yeah, i've been really fortunate to get to be part of it scott tell us what you think about the group what it's meant to you you're probably one of the uh, one of the founders right one of the i'm actually the last one that joined the group oh really okay yeah. well tell us yeah, yeah i've i've uh you're one of the 12. okay i'm i'm probably i am the newest to the group i, I guess so just not. just over a year and uh yeah i think probably like i always say without this group i'd be in the loony bin somewhere somebody be taking care of me i guess because i've got a pretty active mind and and yeah there's not a lot of not a lot of help out there for someone that wants to try different things yeah. so it's yeah it's um the group is priceless it's invaluable and yeah it's just it's amazing. Yeah. See, what's so nice about the group concept is everyone's on the same page here, and you're all headed, you're all headed to the same the same goal. So it's nice to have that, you know. Hey, what was it? Uh, what was it? Paul said that he say to do. Well, you know what? I'm going to call. I'm going to call somebody real quick, and, and and that's what this is about. It's to help. It's it's what I've always complained about. I can I can pull into places. I can talk at conferences. We can get all the people charged up, ready to go. But then I get in my pickle and I go home. Who? Where is that support group? Well, these guys are creating their own support group, and I really like that. I wish we had more of these in Indiana, Illinois, and and all the surrounding states. I, they, this needs to be the way it should be done in in every state, every province. Uh, whatever. As far as I, as far as you guys know, Paul, is there anything else like this in Canada? There, there's another group um, in Alberta that's fairly active. Okay. As well, hey? And um, and and actually, their founder is a part of our group oh, as okay. well. And um, no, it's a pretty tight knit group as well. But I, same thing. I think all of their members would say the same thing. It's where do you turn to? Who do you? And if you get a part of one of these groups. You know, I think the biggest thing is friendship. Like, you, there's a lot of knowledge, no doubt, and it's invaluable on the knowledge side. But like, to actually cultivate that friendship, it's the we're losing our communities to bigger to bigger farms. Oh, to yeah. uh, you know, to have a neighbor stop on the other side of the fence and you chat for half an hour. Yeah, it's getting less. It'll just about non-existent. Yeah. And uh, I think that this is maybe the substitute. You know, some of us, well, most of us, I guess, who are just just old enough to remember being little and going and visiting every Sunday afternoon, you know, and this Sunday evenings, you put the kids to bed, you finish the chores, and you get to visit your friends, you know, and learn something at the same time, support each other. And so it's kind of the new community thing via via something digital, I guess. I like it. I like it. Now, Miles, you're one of the original uh, Dirty Dozen, so (laughs) tell us about why the Dirty Dozen. Uh, That seems a little... uh, uh, I don't know if that's the, the a good term or is that a, or a bad term? Friend, friend, friend term, I guess, oh, okay. when we started. Uh, uh, so tell us about it. Yeah, well, I guess I was yeah one of the first ones, I guess, with Paul um, when we started going down the regenerative track or looking at different things. Um, I think for me, I mean, not that I'm really too worried about what the neighbors think, but I know for some people it bothers them. And yeah. if they don't have support and everything you're getting is negative, whether you're getting it face-to-face from somebody or whether you're hearing about it, 
and this is just a place that's it's positive it's yeah. whatever we talk about it's it's positive it's always like you say we're pushing each other a little bit what are you doing what do you think you can change on that and it just keeps you in the right frame of mind because what we're doing is different and everybody's a little bit scared of what's different and when you have somebody behind you cheering you on uh you're, you're willing to try some things that you probably wouldn't when you're doing it right so um I think that's been the biggest help for me. We we changed our grazing to rotational grazing and a little more intensive. And I think, well, Paul Paul kind of pushed us. You know, he said, you, you got to look serious into this. And we weren't really at that place yet, but we got pushed and we realized that it was probably important that we did take it serious. It's just that little nudge from somebody saying, hey, look into this. You know, this is going to help you in the long run. So I think that that's helped us out a lot. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just that knowing you got people you can talk to and they're all like-minded they're, they're all doing the same thing or, or at least they're, they're positive about that whether they're maybe doing that exactly or not but they're still positive they're still encouraging you to do that so it's helped us out a lot just in giving us that little push to try a little bit more yeah. try a little bit more and see what you can do and, and yeah you're gonna have some failures oh, right. but but you got that little nudge to, to go out there and give it a try and and so it's it's been I look forward to in the winter time. I look forward to the Sunday evenings because you're, you know, yeah, we're we're on Zoom. It's not like a in-person meeting, but it's you're talking it to still all the. Feels it, good. it does, yeah. yeah. You're, you're still talking to everybody, and, yeah. and it's good. And we've had we've had some phenomenal speakers. I mean, just the information that we've gathered from from these guys and 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 women that have come on and talked to us about for us. I mean, we're still fertilizing and things, so we've we've learned a lot of things that. You're not going to learn a lot of other places. They'll come and tell you what's really going on, and so it's it's been an eye opener on a lot of fronts. Um, getting the truth from some of these people that know a lot that oh, yeah. you just maybe don't get to all the conferences or you don't get a chance to go and see them. And that's uh, I gotta I gotta say this has been a great couple of days uh, getting to meet with you close like this, not in the big setting where we can ask you those questions that are really burning. Yeah. And getting the information and it's it really gets you thinking. So it's been great. It's, it's well, been I appreciate awesome. That. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. And and you know I wanna I wanna say also uh, I wanna reciprocate in the other way. Usually when I go to um, conferences I'm not met by anybody that are I'm on my own the whole time and then I just need to show up and and speak and I'm telling you when uh, when these these guys took me out to dinner last night we had a great conversation uh, that helps everybody we answered a lot of questions and it's like I told the, the audience today at the conference I was not asked to come here to tell these folks how to farm in Saskatchewan Canada that'd be the last thing for me to do but I'm I was brought here to talk about the economics of the regenerative system, the principles of soil health. All of this works everywhere. So now I want I want things to be put into perspective a little bit. You gotta understand how far north we are. I mean we're we're a lot you guys are, are fifty miles from the bush, right? I mean, we're talking polar bears are not very far away. So these guys have uh, hang on to this these guys have about 120 days of growing season i'm going to say that again 120 days that's four months where i'm from in indiana we are easily six months probably seven maybe going into the eighth month we can grow something 
these guys are doing it in 120 days. So, Paul, please talk to us about what is your your rotation look like? What are you trying to achieve? And I know you've got a dairy, so talk about that. The cows, um, just just tell us a little bit more about the the operation and the the rotation of your your crops. Okay. Well, maybe I'll preface with uh, through university. You know, very conventional. I grew up fairly conventional. Um, if the corn needed five passes, someone would have convinced me it needed five passes of glyphosate instead of the four, I would have done it. Um, it wasn't until 2010 we moved to a different location. My dad and a brother farmed together, six kids coming home potentially, and we took a place uh, an hour away. And it happened that year we got 49 inches, 49 inches of rain, and the next year we got 39, whereas the annual precipitation allegedly is 12. And so the first year we didn't seed anything, and the second year we tried to seed barley silage and corn silage, and then there was a little bit of alfalfa because that's what dairy cattle eat. You know, I had been to university, and that's what they were supposed to eat, and it wasn't working. You know, the barley and corn don't like wet feet, and that's all we had, you know, at least to get them going, they don't like wet feet. And so we had to look at something different, and I got challenged to try oats, and I just would reject it saying they don't eat oats. Dairy cattle can't eat oats, you know, it's not an option for silage. But uh, an old professor, he was actually my dad's thesis advisor, and he was my thesis advisor, sat me down and said, good oat silage is better than bad barley silage. So he had a point. Excellent, so I, excellent point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tried oat silage, and they milked quite well on it, way better than I expected. And so at that point, I realized, well, if they're going to eat oat silage and milk, uh, they'll eat anything. And that's how I got looking into the regenerative ag, because why wouldn't they eat any of the cocktail species that you put together? So let's try it. And we had really good success. Um, some of the things we learned early on was annual um, full season cover crops. You can start getting some weed pressure. That was always the big thing when we first started and there wasn't much help. You know, you're just going to have weeds. You're just going to have weeds. We slowly learned that you can do a different type of rotation. So our current rotation now is three, three years of perennials, uh, seven cuts possibly, three years of annuals, and then we do a biannual for two years. It takes two years to get the biannual. So sweet clover, hairy vetch, uh, winter trip. And then one to two more years of annual. So it's a nine to 10 year rotation. Mm. And that originally got thought up because we were trying to balance the fungal, the bacteria ratio with the, the perennials versus annuals, biannuals versus annuals, trying to keep it in check to balance that weed pressure better. But it's been a it's been a great thing for us. Uh, we, we've done it through the labs now. We've done it through very dry. And very thankful that we've we've been looking at that and, and doing it that way. You know, on, on the year that we had a seven tenths of rain, 2021, we had seven tenths of rain during our growing season. I could look across the fence, everyone was the same. You know, I'm not picking on my next door neighbor, but his his barley went, you know, four to 10 bushels. And we ended up with two thirds of our normal bio, uh, silage tonnage as, but that was the principles in work, some extra cover on the ground. Had we not changed earlier, we would have been at bar bankrupt. Yeah, barley not worth cutting, you know, and we would have been in quite a position there. So it's, it's changed our lives completely, you know, um, the regen, the soil health, these speakers, uh, the Bud Williams family and community, uh, just making you totally look at everything differently um, and, and not assuming you know it all. Uh, 
just the main keys of uh, how our operation and, and now kind of concentrating more on supporting others. Uh, if we can be a mentor for someone starting out, but at the same time, continuously learning, you know, learning, learning this afternoon, Rick, you know, it, it never ends. It's just always more and more to implement and learn. Yeah. yeah, that's great. All right. Let me, we got a question here coming in. Let's see what we got uh, from Josh. So I'm a super fan of these small farmer led communities like Dirty Dozen or the various Dodge County Soil and Water Group. That's he's referring to Wisconsin. I'd love to get a group together like this in my community, but I don't want it to become totally dependent on me to keep it going or have it co-opted by another formal organization. Any tips on fostering an active community? Yeah, okay. So I guess um, it, it, it is a lot of work. The first two years, for sure, I, I did take that on entirely myself. And uh, it was it was a challenge to remember to keep putting yourself out there in cold call speakers, essentially, and trying to organize, you know, what yeah, kind I mean, of... Yeah, why would a speaker want to... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. they know who the dozen is, right? right? You guys are from Canada, what yep. you do, so yeah, yep. I get it. Yeah, and, and, you know, the part that we probably totally lucked out with was... We hit it right at COVID. And uh, these speakers were at home too. They weren't going to conferences. They weren't talking to anybody. And we were shocked at how many were tickled. They, I, I would tell them there's 12 of us. They didn't care. You know, some of them would still ask for fees, which we had a kitty. All of us agreed at the beginning to put in X amount of money. And what we found is every year we wouldn't spend it all. And and, la and this past year, the third year, I don't think we paid for one speaker. So now we've put that money that's, towards that's uh, awesome. small gifts and stuff to send with Sunday soils written across it, like a journal or something like that, that we tried to give back and show our appreciation. But more than anything, I, I, I don't know, it's trying to extend our friendship and support. You know, we had David Montgomery and, and his wife, Ann Bilk, on uh, one of our last sessions. And they're authors, you know, they're writing lots of books, they're doing research. And at the end of that conversation, we tried to portray how much we were behind them, you know, because they talk about the opposition they get too, you know, they're putting themselves out there and we wanted them to know that we were entirely behind them, yeah. you know. Well, maybe Miles can talk yeah. to it, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let Miles come in on this too. Um, and then John Hume is saying, we'd love to have this in Indiana. Totally agree, John. Uh, Ed, how you doing this evening? Ed Bourgeois, he's on every, every week. We need a custom online platform for these groups and network together. That's that's not a bad idea either. So, Miles, what do, what do you think? No, I, I just wanted to emphasize um, it, it is a lot of work, and Paul and his wife have done a lot of work to keep our group together. And you you definitely do need a leader, someone who is active and going to go out to keep things going. Um, that that person is very important in the group, and, and that's not for everybody. Um, I know I probably wouldn't do a very good job at that, but. Um, that is important to keep a group uh, together and keep chats going, keep questions kind of going, and and just keep keep everything rolling. That that is an important yeah. part to keep it going. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm going to hand it down to, to Scott here in a second, but I'm assuming the fear of this is like an, you know, you get a new bicycle and and you want to ride it for for a month and then you kind of forget about it, you know. So I I think that would probably be a fear of something like this until until you really get into projects that are making changes to your operation then you get hungry like well wait a minute you know we didn't think we could do oats for silage but look what we're doing now 
So now let's add peas to that, or or maybe we're going to bring in some barley or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Uh, that's when your appetite um, really becomes hungry for for the new ideas, and I think I think that's probably what keeps keeps this going. Um, Scott, what do you think? Well, I don't know really what to say there, Rick. Other than some days I got more questions than answers, but I uh, well, that's okay. I uh, my big thing with the group, I think lately is is um, they've kept me from completely going broke because I would try lots of stuff at once on every acre I had. So. Um, you post a pile of pictures and it helps us, we all see it. I just, yeah, well, maybe, well, repeat but. what he just said. Repeat what oh, he said. Uh, Miles said I post lots of pictures and it helps everybody, but it's it's really part of my way, I guess, of. Because in our area, I'm like the only one doing anything. So I have nobody to send a picture to or, or talk about this to other than right. my family, which gets kind of sick of me. So and, you look um, forward to the Sunday night Zoom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like now this is just, I, I got to go to church twice on Sundays now because I, <laughs> I, don't get, uh, I don't get my Zoom meeting in on Sunday night. So, yeah, that's, I miss it lots in, in the summer season, right? So, yeah. It, um, but, yeah. Yeah, you need, you need someone to, to uh, push you, but you also need people to hold you back at times, too, or... or at least give you the maybe someone's trying more to think the thought give you the thought of of maybe think this through just a little more yeah. before you go off the deep end yeah. right so we've yeah. all got to go off the deep end though, every once in a while. yeah that's, <laughs> that's true it's we have to and sometimes swim like a rock <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh yeah Ted, Ted, what Ted, do you think about the you know the group and what it means to you and well, I did touch on that a little bit before, but yeah, it's, the group is fantastic, and and uh, I like the diversity of personalities on there, and and I actually like I really like Scott's approach. It he's really spontaneous, and and I like his. You need that. Yeah, and yeah, and and the the pictures in it because that just really really helps me, and and it sometimes I'm. I'm scared, actually, I'm timid to say something on there or send a picture because, well, what is everybody going to think of me, you know, if I send this, but, but that breaks the ice for me, that kind of a thing, and and so, and I was just going to touch on a little something that Miles said about um, worrying what the neighbors think. I have a I have a huge problem with that, and you could just ask my wife sometime. I think she gets really tired of me talking about how good the neighbor's crops are and mine aren't any good. And, but then today when Rick was talking about showed us a little slider the video of the corn planter going through the the crop and you weren't all you were doing was putting down biology and it just hit me like I almost did that like two or three years ago I thought of doing that in the pasture but you know, what would people think like that was a crazy idea why would I go do that and then I and I never did it and uh, here's somebody that actually thought of it and did it and yeah. so slowly I'm getting over that fear of what people think and just just do it so yeah well great now i've got a i've got a suggestion for you paul um uh scott kind of made me think about this a little bit um maybe you guys ought to consider a one summer type meeting yeah. just so that guys can say 
what's happening with our growing, you know, in the growing season. What are we seeing here today? You know, we talked, remember last winter we talked about we were going to do this, this, and this. Well, let me give you an update on what's happening there. So think, you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. Like the um, WhatsApp chat is goes every day, and it's sometimes, you know, a little bit hard to keep up with, but it's it's constantly going. But it, we do the Sunday soils with the the presenters. Um, yeah, that's what we call it now. I like Sun, that. We, we've graduated from Dirty Dozen to Sunday soils, but so that it happens three or four weeks in a row. We'll do a presenter, and then we do a review class, which is really everybody sits down with a beer at the computer and we drink together over online <laughs> and, and we just BS, you know, and it's just, it's you just a, Canadians like to drink beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that's, you know, that's where you cultivate those friendships. And I mean, we've got a couple guys that aren't in the ag industry right now. They grew up in it and they went to university with us, but they're, I guess they're in the industry, but they're not actively farming. And we love those guys just as much as, as any of them. And, and it just kind of shows the importance of supporting through through whatever life throws at you, you know. And so, to do a to do a review class or an update class through the summer, no, I think it's a good idea, and, and it just continue that support every once in a while and, and break the drought of of the working four months of you know, craziness. And it's not like all 30 of us ever come on through the winter anyway there's life happens and so there might be there might be 18 of us there might be 24 of us whatever so the summer is going to be the same thing the guys that uh, can come will do it and guys that can't well we'll get them next time but i think it's a great idea yeah yeah and you know i'm i'm just talking the miles are on the side and and um you know these talk these these zoom meetings are they're not always about rotational grazing and cover crop cost. So, i mean you guys talk about finance i'm sure and accounting and and i mean it's very important to be thinking you guys are too young for this but i mean you got to be thinking into the future of how are we going to hand this farm off to the next generation so i mean that all has got to be talked about um and the other thing i like about uh being with you guys, I mean, you guys are so positive and, and you exude, you just exude energy. And I like that. So talk just a little bit about your vetting, about how you guys agree with me, where if you've got negative people around you, you've got to get different people because negativity drags the whole group down. So you guys, you guys go through that. Uh, Miles, you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, I yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think started out kind of as the smaller group, mostly, well, pretty much all friends. We all knew each other, and uh, all kind of on the same wavelength, all looking into doing the same thing. And, I want to interrupt you for a yeah. second. And are you guys all about the same age? Uh, pretty, pretty close, I guess. We're fifteen years. Yeah, there's there's a fifty. Like the youngest guy is probably thirty, and the oldest guy is probably sixty. I guess. Okay. The mentors are sixty. The mentors, yeah, the mentors are, so are it's a, 60. It's a so fairly, it's fairly, you guys all have the same interests. And, pretty close, yeah. pretty close, yeah. No, and uh, so then when we started adding other people into the group, people had, had heard about it or, you know, found out and, and wanted to join. And, and I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, you want to encourage more and more people. Um, but when you're in a group, especially when you're on a WhatsApp, you know, on a chat or that, um, I guess for us, we, somebody in the group had to know the person. Um, had to know kind of their personality and know that they were positive that they were going in the same direction as we are 
on the farming side of things, on, on the regenerative kind of side of things. Um, and if we knew them and, and we could vouch that they were they were good, they were positive people, they were trying and they, they just needed some support, uh, then we would we would kind of accept them in. And, and I, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, we, well, we, we kind of get them to come on and, and tell us what they were doing so that the whole group could kind of meet them, get a feel for who they who they are and what they're doing and what direction they're going. And, and I think, and I think probably too, you don't want the group to get too big. I think you want to try and keep it personal to, to yeah. your group of people. If it gets too big, I think, you know, some people aren't going to want to participate. So, maybe not everybody invest. so, so, so it's, yeah, and you don't, yeah, you don't want that. You don't want, you want people to feel comfortable talking about, open up, open up. and yeah. if they have a question, you want them to ask it. You don't want them to be not, you know, not sure if they should, you want them to ask it. And somebody's going to come back with a reply, yeah. you know, and so that part, so I think keeping it, you know, I think there's just over 30 ish in our group now and it's, it's good. We all, we're all, everybody. we're all pretty comfortable with everybody and, but definitely being positive is the major because that's, that's the biggest thing for this group is you're doing something different. Yeah. You need somebody that's going to say, hey, you know what, try it. Or like Scott said, hey, I like your ideas, but that's uh, maybe a little off the wall. Maybe don't do that on the whole farm, you know. I've, I tried that. But, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. If, if you've had that experience, hey, you know what, it it worked for me, but why I really struggle with this or struggle with that with it, you know. So then, the, you and know, see, then. that's a huge help. Well, it just gets some thinking. Because you that guy up by five years. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. you can learn from somebody else's mistake. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I see for the group that yeah. really helps and, and keeping it personal and keeping it positive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've got good news. They've, they've, I'll be the first Indiana person into the group, right? Is that right? So, Hey, I'm going to be part of the, 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 uh, Sunday soils group. So I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be awesome. Um, Terrell Owens, you guys are lucky you have a group of local guys that are all interested in soil health. One of the main reasons going to conferences and field days is just to network with other folks who actually care about soil health. Working to get more people to actually care here in north central Kansas, but you obviously can't force it. That's right, Terrell. You, you cannot. Um, and they are blessed to have this many folks in uh, you know there there there's some there's some faraway people there are but for the most part it sounds like the core of this group is within a fairly sh a small radius of each other you know maybe 200 miles the original dirty dozen we were 800 800 miles 800 miles yeah it was just a group of group of friends that came together well, how in the world did you guys meet university you all met at school it was school or close neighbors of someone that was at school so it was just uh you know you were you made like that original university thing like you made i don't know what the right word better than friends at university you survived it you know you didn't know how to wash your clothes maybe yeah. when you got there but you made it through and and you were that close to guys. Oh, and, uh, I hear a story coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we you know you always bury your underwear kind of situations that they're doing <laughs> for a while. Sure. Yeah. We, weren't allow we weren't allowing Miles to use his. <laughs> he had to buy new ones. Anyway, but yeah, just camaraderie uh, oh, yeah. of the, the guys in it. And then we trusted that they said, you know, I got a neighbor that's a great guy. 
let's, you know, let's hear yeah. from him. And we trusted each other enough for someone to vouch for another guy. And we have tried to keep it a little bit smaller just because we didn't want to get too big and get lost. And uh, no, but we, we were, we were a long ways apart. We were, we all went home and missed each other, I guess, essentially, and we didn't want to lose it. And so with the technology that was available at the time, we managed to pull it off and stay together. And, you know, we've kind of got a saying that uh, in the in the group or in, we have a small company, but it, one of the sayings is, I think it's an African proverb originally, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. Yeah. And uh, that was very important. Like. Yeah, we push and pull each other, but sometimes the pulling is just as important because if a guy gets down and he's pretty discouraged and he's going through a period that he doesn't have rain, everybody's calling him, you know, and, yeah. and saying how it's, you know, checking on him, and, and that's important, you know. And, uh, so, you guys, this is special. You guys yeah. have a special thing. Scott, tell us, how did you get, how'd you get in? Wow. Well, I'm not sure really, actually, it was... Well, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, no, I I, I I went to Paul. Paul put on a Paul put on a conference or a a, a meeting seminar for a in person. In, in, in person thing, yeah. For for lots of people, like I don't know what there must have been 50, 60 people there, and uh, I don't know. I guess I asked a lot of questions, or sorry, I asked a lot of hard questions of the product presenter, and. Uh, I don't know. Miles and Paul kind of nab and Lucas was there too. Nabbed me up after and we talked and traded info. Paul and I did a bit and then I don't know. It wasn't maybe Which like a month. You to present because you were. You oh yeah. So many yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was talking about my intercropping experiences and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, then then I presented to everybody and I guess they had a vote and. And uh, made I made the cut, so <laughs> that was like, yeah, it's, it feels like, well, Paul and, well, Paul and Miles kind of joke up sometimes that, that it feels like I've been here longer. Like they, they start talking about stuff. I'm like, you know, what, what are you guys talking about there? Oh, don't you remember? I'm like, no, I don't remember. I wasn't here then. <laughs> so it's like, it's, you know, it's, I've only been here for a year, but sometimes it feels like quite a bit longer, yeah, which is, fun. which is a good thing. Um, you know, it's kind of like yeah. a marriage, I guess, or a bit like a marriage, but <laughs> yeah. not not really, I guess. No, but uh, yeah. So that's kind of how I got in, and and if there's anybody else new to come, I guess that's you know, kind of it's kind of how it works, right? It's, yeah. It's just take care of it. That's right. Ted, yeah. Ted, uh, tell tell us about how you got got involved. Well, I'm not even sure either how I got involved, except Bud that Summit. Bud Summit? We met each other. At Bud Is Summit. that where we first met? I think so. Okay, and then um, yeah, and then you you hosted the uh, school there, um, Richard and Tina, I think, yep. at right. And I came, we came up for that and kind of yep, kind of got further the friendship a little bit, and then a while later you texted me, I think, or called me to see if I'd be interested in joining the group. Well, it was no question in my mind. I'd I was all for that idea, so I guess I must have passed the vote too, as yeah. far as I know. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my story. All right. Well, let's see if we have any more. Do we have any more comments? Or, no, we don't have any more comments or questions. Well, well, folks, um, they've got about a three, three and a half hour drive ahead of them. Uh, if you want to ask questions, now's the time. We've got them. 
these guys have a real special thing going on. And I'm assuming ladies also can, yep. do you have ladies involved now? Yeah. Good. Good. Um, so, you know, these guys have a, have a very special thing going on that that's, that's not happening in a lot of places around the world, let alone Canada or the United States. So, uh, this is special. Uh, these guys are, are accomplishing a lot. Again, I cannot stress, you know, I go to Minnesota and Wisconsin to speak and they tell me it's too cold. They don't have time to do it. I'm like, guys, you've got neighbors to the north that are doing this stuff. Don't go give me that excuse. These guys are doing it with 120 days. But that 120 days, though, is unlike any other 120 days you, you, you've ever seen. I mean, the length of daylight they have here in the summertime is outrageous. So they, they are maximizing what they're getting out of that 120 days. Um, I would like to wrap this up with some closing comments. Maybe I'm going to start right here with Miles. You know, maybe a story, whatever you want, however you want to, however, however you would like to close your thoughts on this evening here and the conference or whatever, or your farming experience, this, this uh, soil, uh, Sunday soils group, whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, I guess. You were going to tell me a story at dinner, I think, but I said hold it for the oh. conference or hold it for the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, on, uh, uh, it's a bit of a long story, but it, it, it's, uh, I guess the big thing is, is for a lot of us, we're younger, we're still farming with our parents or dads. Um, change is hard enough for us, but it can be really hard for the older generation because yeah. it's, this is what they've always done. Yeah. And trying to convince the older generation to change or, or to let you try something different can be hard. And so, yeah, there's a lengthy story to that one, but, uh, don't give up on it. Start start with something small, and show yourself that you can do it. There's going to be a lot of failures. Um, you got to find out what works for you in your area, yeah. and I mean it's certainly different for us here, but we can do things, and we can do a lot of things that we haven't even tried yet. And uh, yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of negativity, and sometimes it is within family, um, but you got to you got to keep trying. You got to work through that and. And, and the group helps you with that too. The group is huge. Everyone's going through the same We're thing. We're all going through the same thing. Yeah. We all are. I mean, it's very rare that somebody's dad is cheering them on. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, it's it's tough, but the group has been huge to keep keep you positive and keep you keep you pushing forward, and trying new things, and and we're probably I, I'm I'm probably five years further ahead now than I would have been without the group, at least. Just in just in things that I'm willing to try, and and a lot of it is just even things that I haven't thought of, yeah. and that was from your presentation today again. You think about it, and you go, oh, I could probably do that here, but I hadn't thought of it. And so there's a lot of those things that you just got to keep your mind working, and 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 some of it's not going to work up here, but you got to and 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 I mean for us up here and being in the group, we can toss the idea around. Do you think we could, do you think we have enough time up here? Do you think we can make it work? Yeah. And and we're all not kind of in the same type of environment, so we can say, yeah, you know what, try it. If you don't get it in before this time, now well, maybe wait till next year. So that that part's probably a big part. For yeah. Me. So yeah. well, thank right you on. for being on tonight. Sure. Thank, thank you, sure. Paul. Tell us, uh, take us home here. Okay. Well, I was just going to say. Um, 
as hard as it is in the beginning, uh, a person does have to maybe uh, put themselves out there a little bit. You know, it, it's sometimes intimidating and, and discouraging if you think there's no one in your area doing it. But if you put yourself out there, whether it's going to conferences or, or maybe just speaking a little bit about something, you know, at your local whatever, you might find the guy right beside you that thinks there's nobody out there doing the same thing or whatever because we've picked up more people locally, not necessarily in this group, but just steam and, and the realization that there's more people that are looking at these things and, and thinking about trying them or trying them a little bit behind the feedlot so no one can see it. But you're never going to know if you don't put yourself out there just a little bit. And so I'd encourage you to also try and do that and push yourself a little bit. Um, it's, it's, it's rewarding. And I think uh, Jordan Peterson recently stated the, all, all the conversations that you don't have or didn't have are 100% your fault. And so if you take that kind of responsibility, put it on yourself, kind of gives you that extra push to, to try it. So. That's perfect. Thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on something there. Yet that um, Miles talked about the older generation, and I guess I'm one of those super lucky guys that had a dad that cheered me on. Sometimes I wish that he would have maybe put the brakes on a little bit, but he just let me do whatever, whatever crazy notions I came along with. And I've got a four-year-old son, and I'm I'm thinking already, like, what's going to happen when he comes with these ideas? Am I gonna am I gonna let him try it, or how am I gonna teach him to? You know, what if the cool thing in his generation is to summer follow half the farm? Like, what if we go back to that? How am I gonna, how am I gonna hold his hand through that? And you know, so that's that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Ted. I guess I I have two younger girls, and and I think about what they may or may not do, and. Uh, yeah, it's transition is tough. I also had a dad that didn't, not that he didn't care what I did, but he he had uh, tried to start stuff back in the day and just didn't sometimes follow through with a lot of things because it wasn't, because he probably had no, he had no support um, within the community, I guess, to, to do that. So he just let it slide. And uh, so that's that's one thing I find here that, that um like paul said i guess if you if you look a little harder there may be somebody out there but uh it's it's tough to do at the beginning so yeah look look for somebody i guess that's that's maybe not even successful in in what they're doing but but trying but that's that's about it oh, that's great well guys thank you and we i think there may be a let's see if we've got um would you all be uh this is from uh from from katie would you all be open to helping others set similar groups up across uh canada so uh sure um i'll tell you what um who would can we put somebody's contact info in the chat here uh rachel can you uh can you type this in please and then paul could you could you tell rachel what to type you want to do an email phone number what do you want to do oh, phone number now you text or call okay or go ahead and give your phone number so my number is 1306-921-5491 and if if uh if you resonated with a story of one of the other guys you can 
text me and ask them for their contact too. I've got theirs. So yeah, no and, and that phone number goes with Paul. Yeah. Okay. All right, Katie. Thank you for that, uh, Claudia. Uh, thank you. Thank you to all of you in this group. This is such a wonderful idea for helping each other learn and help each other. Great job. God bless. Terrell says, bingo, be willing to put yourself out there. Lots of folks willing to share and learn. Great job as always, Rick. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, this has been great. Uh, I, I did not advertise this this week because uh, I really didn't know what was going to happen here. But um, I ran into this group last night, and they took me out. They've been great. Uh, hot, uh, they've just they've they've taken care of me uh, in a good way. Uh, uh, yeah, they took me on a limo ride. I mean, wow! I, I feel like I'm I'm a celebrity here. So, uh, thank you so much, guys. And and honestly, though, guys, the the positivity and the exciting things that you guys are trying. And and again, it's like I said today. You know, I just, I just want you guys to take two thoughts out of my presentation and take them home. And I think every one of you has got at least two ideas that you're going to try to, to implement. So to me, that's a success. And uh, that's exactly what this is all about. And, and, the, and, and, and everyone knows this, but isn't this regenerative movement so awesome? I mean, everyone's willing to open up and tell their story and be 100% transparent. And I absolutely love that about this, about this movement. And I love the people in it. So I now have a, a new group of friends from Canada and uh, I am so blessed and, and thank you so much. Um, everyone have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next week. Thank you, thank you so much, bye-bye.